Hello and welcome to Free to a Good Home, the internet's only remaining podcast after they were banned by, I don't know, Putin or something. Uh, my name is Michael Hing and joining me for the first time in a long time is a man who is back by popular demand in replacement of Ben Jenkins, who is currently on the run after committing some horrible crimes. Uh, it is Jack Drews. Hello, Jack. Hello. I've always seen myself as the, the people's Ben Jenkins, is how I <laughs> describe myself, even to strangers, actually. People who have no interest in podcasting or Australian comedy. <laughs> I know about comedy. comedy Australia, yeah. If I'm at Starbucks and they're like, what's your name? I say, the people's Ben Jenkins, please. <laughs> even as a child yeah. growing up in Canada. You, yeah. would, you would prior to meeting Ben Jenkins or even long before I had an inkling about Ben Jenkins, I knew <laughs> your, in my your heart. First words, <laughs> yeah. Your first words to your mother were, I am the people's Ben Jenkins. Yeah. And like way before children are supposed to speak as well, like hauntingly <laughs> early. <laughs> like four days after being born. Yeah. Just, Jack's eyes go entirely red. He yeah. Says, I'm the people's Ben Jenkins. And then he becomes silent for the next four yeah, years. Yeah, four years. Um, hey, uh, it's so good to uh, to chat to you um, because yeah, you man. and I are, um, are friends and we used to do a podcast together before you abandoned me to the, the horrible city of Melbourne. God, I'm sorry. Um, that was a big mistake on my part. <laughs> Genuinely um, was. <laughs> so early into the podcast game. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it, the Jerusalem Hing podcast, which is what it was called, and um, it, it no longer exists, but uh, someone mentioned it in our Freedom of Good Home Facebook group the other day. And I was like, well, I bet you there were like four people who listened to that or whatever. And then there was like a bunch of people who were like, what's Jack up to? How is Jack? Um, oh, that's very bring nice. Back the Jerusalem Hing podcast. And I was like, he abandoned me to Melbourne. I'll <laughs> never work with this motherfucker again. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so it's, it's, it, 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 um, th- there are people who are, um, if you can imagine Jack, people who are fans of our early work. That's great. Um, I can't imagine that. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't even remember what our podcast was about. I can't, I honestly cannot remember a single thing we talked about on that podcast. Because I'll have like flashbacks of just things, not even like broadcast things, but just like who I was as a person then. And I'll just like have those like, you know, you're just having a nice day and then you just get a memory and your like whole face tenses up and you're like, oh God, that was, why, why was I that? Like, I'll have that constantly. And then I'll also remember like, oh, at that time I was, um, you know, choosing to broadcast an hour of me talking every week. Like, yeah, so if that, you li- I think it was a time when you were, you were, um, I don't know, like 19 or something or whatever. Yeah. You were a child. And also, I was a you know I was a bit older than you, but um, I was you know in, uh, insufferable as well, obviously, as we all were. Um, <laughs> but uh, you were also living in a house that had a giant Darth Maul painted on the front. I think. Yeah, um, that's true. So you know, life was crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so for people who haven't uh, been keeping up with you since the end of the Drew Sinning podcast, what have you been doing for the last? seven years um i came to melbourne specifically to to rile up hing was my main <laughs> plan um and achievement unlocked yeah i don't know just doing um i've been doing stand-up still a lot of comedy mm-hmm. um i did uh i did tv writing for a long time and then uh sort of quit in a big like uh very inspired like i'm gonna follow my dreams kind of thing and that was like exactly when this pandemic started so uh 
wasn't the best time to be like, I'm going all in on stand-up comedy, baby. Um, <laughs> Take that showbiz, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to run my own race. Uh, a race that is now being adjudicated by a, a global pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, one thing you've been doing that I have been genuinely thoroughly enjoying, and I'm not just saying this because you've agreed to come on the podcast, um, but uh, the the videos you've been putting out on, on Twitter and stuff... Um, and uh, what's your Twitter? Is it at, is it just at Jack Drews? Yeah, just at Jack Drews. Man, they're so funny. Like it's 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 so lovely to yeah to see just really funny Twitter videos that aren't like I don't know a person talking to themselves in a hat screaming at themselves or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, it's been fun. Like because I want to do. Um, it's not like any of them have really like been you know super successful or anything, but it's just like fun to do. Yeah, because I'm the same. I just get like so annoyed of just. Uh, like I think people see doing like it's just like I think as soon as the word content got in the like vocabulary people are just like oh it doesn't have to be that good I just have to do it all the time and stuff yeah. I feel like actually like co- like the comedy bit is fun but it's just like learning about some filmmaking stuff has been like the most fun thing in lockdown just doing all tutorials and learning how to use a camera properly and stuff like that so I would love to just do way more of that like after lockdown if I could it's my um, so so your uh your yeah your, as I said your Twitter handle is at Jack Drews, and um you were like you're like none of these are really successful or whatever. Um, there's what they've got like hundreds of likes and stuff, which is pretty good. Yeah, um, some of them went. Out I'll I'll, good. I'll also say that like um, if if you know the the listeners of this podcast um because they like this podcast, they're probably into things that haven't blown up yet. You know, yeah. they're into, <laughs> they're into, <laughs> they're into uh, stuff that hasn't quite hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It so is annoying though. Jack, like Jack's it's videos. it's a medium that it's like uh, it stresses me out how uh, just how much access my parents have to it because I feel like with stand up or podcasts oh, yeah. or something it's like well they're not going to listen every week or they're not going to come to my gigs or something but if I put out like a two minute video on Twitter they're probably going to watch that and it's like the last one i put out was like a guy uh it, it's like the crookest thing i've ever done it's like a guy who keeps getting tricked into sucking off pigs or something and it's just like absolutely <laughs> no i think it's very funny but it's absolutely no good and now it's just like every time it's just this extra i think there's vulnerability in posting anything but this time it's just like god damn am i gonna have to talk to my mom about a guy getting tricked into sucking off a pig this is especially <laughs> this is because, be horrible. um uh, without doxing you, your parents live in a different place to you. They live they live outside of the, in a different state to you. Yeah. Um, and so during this pandemic, while you know people have been in various lockdowns and whatnot, of course the natural um, feeling of any parent is to be concerned about the welfare yeah. of their child. <laughs> so if they're only they're, they're, the only thing they're seeing about your output or your life, or whatever, right now is, a, is uh, Jack keeps putting out these these suck off pig videos. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> Just every yeah. day they send an ambulance to your house to check on you just yeah. in case. <laughs> That's when you know you're doing good comedy when like paramedics have to concerned. come to your home and drag you to a hospital. They're like That's when you know you're really pushing the the fucking boundaries, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh I uh well I my parents have been um uh, watching a little bit of uh, the puzzle show on SBS recently. Yeah, I, th- I talked about this on the podcast before. The first time they turned it on, 
um, they look, we were watching it as a family together. And my dad said, uh, my parents in unison, as soon as I, as I said, hello and welcome to Celebrity Letters and Numbers, my parents both said in unison, you look quite fat. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm not doing this and left. Um, oh my God. And uh, oh my- last night, my dad, uh, now, 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 like my, my parents actually watch it now, or at least my dad does. I don't think my mum does, but dad actually watches it now. And he has like fun showbiz questions for me now. Yeah. This, I guess this is the first like TV thing that has been that they've watched that like I guess they would have questions about. It's very like um, like you've done a lot of TV stuff, but I feel like this specifically is like very like what an older person would recognize as show business. Yes, exactly. Yeah, as opposed to you know again a two minute sketch about just sucking off pigs or whatever you know yeah, you know, yeah. or whatever you know um, that I might dump the feed or something. But um, uh, he so last night he was like. Michael, when they when you do that show, do they let you do it again if you make a mistake? And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Oh, just you know how like in movies they do takes. Do they yeah. do that for your show as well?" And I was like, "I guess they do." He's like, "Oh, doesn't seem like it." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, um, so yes, that's Jack. Uh, Jack's here. Ben's not here. As I said, he's on the run after doing some. Um, some horrible crimes. Um, but I thought what we might do this week, Jack, in Ben's absence, is go through... Uh, it's not a classified. It is a series of emails that I've discovered. Um, yeah. This is a newsletter that's being sent out by a real estate agent. Uh, it, uh, I guess I won't say their name, even though I tweeted out. I tweeted out screenshots of this, so you know, <laughs> people will be able to find it if they want to. Um, anyway, uh, so Jack, I've sent you a link. It's the news section of this person's website, so all the emails are available there. If you want to click on the one that says Last Man Standing, that's the one we'll start with. Great. I do um, love all the titles for these. Like, I just had a look before, and they're just like... It, uh, if you didn't so know... so incredibly aggressive. Yeah, if you didn't know it was a real estate, the first one, the first one of these newsletters is a... Uh, the hunter becomes the hunted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... So this is a so. But just a bit of background. I uh, Hum and I are, are looking to move. So we went to a, a house inspection the other day. Yeah. And um, uh, in order to go to a house inspection, you got to sign up. You you got to email the real estate agent, and they just automatically add you to their lists, right? So I had, um, and we couldn't afford the place, so it doesn't matter. But um, we went to this thing, and basically, I'm on this mailing list now for this guy oh, um, who does like I think kind of like luxury stuff that we that like or st- certainly stuff that's out of our price range i don't know if it's luxury but like whatever he's like a, he's like a fancy real estate agent is, is, yeah. is what it seems to be and so this is the email he sent uh probably about two weeks ago now um and it reads uh so my one says dear michael for anyone wondering what happened between myself and wendy it didn't work out as in her excessive abuse continued to be fair it was an unlikely love story well, the good news is in 2021, it can only get better from here. Freedom Day is nigh and it's a mere 11 weeks until Christmas. Oh, man. it's That's, that's the opening paragraph. Yeah. God, to kick it off like that rules so much. And it's like he's not... Like, I can see his picture. This is not like an old pirate or anything either. Like, this is like a young professional character like to be like freedom day is nigh at all like i don't know <laughs> it's just also fun that it continues the property market is now in its final run of the year and whilst we cannot run open homes on on-site or on-site auctions it seems that restrictions will ease on those very soon enough huzzah is what he <laughs> says. um 
anyway, I guess the thing that, uh, that, that that struck me about this when I first read it was just opening up about a breakup or something. For anyone, for anyone wondering what happened between myself and Wendy, it didn't work out, as in her excessive abuse continued. Um, so immediately, Jack, I was like, who the fuck is Wendy? Like, is this person just been through a... Has, has their marriage broken down? Um, what is going on? Like, you know, because... Yeah, and he clearly thinks that the people following this, you know, have some some context on Wendy as well. It's like he's keeping them updated on mm. the Wendy saga that they signed up to hear about when they got on his real estate mailing list. And, and again, yet again, the reason I'm on his real estate list is because I wanted to know if he had any two-bedroom apartments. That's, that's why <laughs> <Yeah>. I signed <laughs> up. Uh, so I'll now direct you to... I've done a bit of digging. I'll direct you back to the new the, the, the section of his website that does all these uh, things and click on the one beforehand called... Everyone loves a cupcake. This is dated October the 1st, 2021. Did you see that one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this one starts off, Dear Michael, one of the greatest joys is reading the regular hate mail I receive in reply to this newsletter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So this is yes. so this was sent out the week before. So this is the so I went digging to go in previous episodes of pre, previous issues of the newsletter. Um so he goes, clearly this lockdown has had an impact on my social life. Thank you, Wendy, for your lengthy and thoughtful character assassination. There is a signed t-shirt in the, in, the, in the mail. And I was like, what is, who is Wendy? What is, what, what, uh, Wendy's, okay. I'm, and he continues, I'm sorry, Wendy, in an industry where image, fast money and expensive cars reign supreme, it's just so easy to have a dig. And it's fun. Don't feel too sorry for some of the Muppets I've been calling out. They are probably doing okay. <laughs> And then it oh, just goes man. into more real estate talk. But it's... it's This isn't uh, Like, Do you think when he says there's a signed T-shirt in the mail, do you think that's just a joke? Or do you think he has T-shirts available that he could be signing and sending to people? It's very possible. I mean, because he's... Like, th- there's clearly an element of humour that... Sorry, there's clearly an element of these emails, these newsletters, that he thinks is funny. Like, he's mm. clearly trying to be funny. I think he maybe isn't being funny in the way that other people are laughing at him necessarily. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Because I again, think... I signed up to this wanting to know if he had any two bedroom apartments. Yeah. I always thought like real estate agent is like, I think when I was a kid and you just learn about all the different jobs that exist, it just seemed like any other job. Like it's just this sort of, I'm sure there's a lot of admin and just you show people houses and it just seems like any kind of normal job that an adult would have. And then, I don't know what it is about this specifically where real estate agents like are like I'm a real estate agent but I'm also this kind of like alpha dog king influencer like <laughs> the king of the universe as well like that's my but that's my main I, thing. I wonder if that is in just way more industries now because of social media. Like there are people yeah. in like 50 years ago I don't think comedians saw themselves as big alpha dog influencers but now I can think of like at least 3 comedians in australia yeah who, yeah who are like i mean who are barely comedians but are definitely definitively who are sort of influencers first and then have and then sort of do occasional bits of stand-up comedy you know yeah every, every now and again um but i wonder if that's also in other like industries as well like are there like f- firefighter influencers you know <laughs> are they like you know i don't know is there like is there like a postman who's like I'm the fucking dog of delivery boy. Yeah. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking I'm out crushed here, it out here, grinding twenty four seven. I'm delivering <laughs> packages people don't even want. <laughs> I'm making my own packages, giving them to anybody. 
That's how I do it. I'm putting pipe bombs in letterboxes. <laughs> that's that's how much I'm grinding. That's the hustle for me. It's like, sir, this is clearly domestic terrorism. You can't be. It's just like, don't hate the. Don't, don't, don't be a hater, I'm dude. I'm filling a pressure cooker with ball bearings. <laughs> what are you do? Call Asia. What is happening? This is all. This is not. I don't know why you think this is what hard work is. It's not. It's a different thing is what you're describing. Uh, I'm obsessed um, with um. Sorry, we we'll go back to this guy. But I, no, no, I'm obsessed you, you, with like um. One of my great lockdown hobbies has just been finding like, uh, just insane sort of um. Oh, we should. Uh, just like insane um, kind of like entrepreneur type inspirational like, uh, memes and posts and stuff on Instagram. Oh sure. And um, mm. uh, just have me and a friend that just like try and find the best ones and go back and forth. And it's like it's the most fun thing in my life at the moment because they have these weird like they seem to love Mr. Bean quite a lot. Like there'll really? be all these like like keep grinding, get to the top, don't let haters keep you down. But it'll be like a picture of Mr. Bean and then like. Like there'll be the before picture will be like Mr. Bean being being silly and like sort of humiliated and they'll be like black and white and it's like then and it'll be like now and it's like non-character real man Rowan Atkinson like driving a Lamborghini or something and it's like never give up and it's like how do you what do you mean like what is like he was being successful as an actor pretending to be Mr. Bean you know that's how this works right like you know that's one of the most successful comedic characters in history in history yeah. there wasn't like and he just got it after like doing um like Cambridge Footlights or something it wasn't like yeah it was like years of to, yeah. grinding to get to that Bean dollar have you seen that James Acaster bit about Mr. Bean yeah yeah it's like one of the all-time incredible pieces of comedy. That's um, so good. It's 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 it's. I mean, uh, I, I encourage everyone to go and find it um, where it's available. But um, it's James James Acaster um, talking about how an ex-girlfriend uh, broke up with him and then later started dating Rowan Atkinson, uh, and that was that was how he realized that Mr. Bean was the most successful, um, you know, com- comedic character of all time. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> suddenly he was seeing Mr. Bean everywhere. Anyway, um, go and go and seek that out. It's very very good. Um, uh, have you have you thought about in lockdown starting becoming a, a hustler of sorts, becoming and starting a um, I guess uh, not like a side hustle, but like I guess a scam. Have you thought about um, scamming people out of their money in in lockdown, Jack? I mean, I think about it constantly. I don't know how. I haven't got like a good plan or anything yet. But uh, yeah, I definitely am uh, approaching the world in much more of a. Uh, much more of a real like psycho and nothing matters kind of uh, outlook now. And I feel like that's going to lead to some good scams. <laughs> um, as in like you've been ground down by, for example, big comedy or whoever. And um, Yeah, exactly. Or even little comedy. That's the other thing. Yeah, you yeah. can be ground down by little comedy as well. <laughs> you can be ground down of uh, not having access to big comedy. That's the real grind. <laughs> Uh, and and it's, it's just a matter of time until you um to, until you here's okay here's something we should do for 2022 we should start it we should do a show at the comedy festival in 2022 yeah um that is all about scamming the Melbourne Comedy Festival out of money whether yeah. it's grant money or it's just like. Either it's like us applying for grants fraudulently by pretending to be people we're not, first-time comedians, et cetera, or yeah, yeah. 
we just we just rob Will Anderson with a gun or something. I mean, either of these. <laughs> the smoothest scam around. <laughs> just approaching Dave Hughes in an alley with a gun. Yeah. And, and I love saying, like two guys this being is like, for art. <laughs> talking about being old-timey grifters and like the grifters code, but their main grift is they come at you with a weapon and get your money and run away. <laughs> But they call it like the they call it like the Louisiana Susie Q or something. Like they got cool grifter names for it. But it's just it's just armed robbery. It is armed robbery every time. Celebrity comedians. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like always little tweaks and stuff. Like sometimes it's an alley, sometimes it's like in a car, and then if it's in a car, you're like, I oh, got him with the old um, hopscotch Nelly. Did you? Not bad. Do you think? Do you think people would pay? How much do you think people would pay? To watch us rob Dave Hughes with a gun. Oh man, a pa- could a you sell it to uh, uh, robbing gang? That's great. So, we, so we maybe we maybe we present it as a podcast, right? Yeah, and we call the podcast "Give Us All Your Money" or something like that, and people yeah. are like, "Oh my goodness, Tristan Hanger back with a brand new podcast! What? We need to get on board <laughs> with this." They, they were some of the original Australian comedy podcasters. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and so they people pay to see this, right? And yeah. they, maybe we can charge like 30 bucks for it or something. I don't know, $20. $20. And then each night we have a special <laughs> night, comedian guest. Every night we're doing this. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we, we rob on stage with a gun. So then so you've got to think about who, which comedian, because obviously we can't like, I mean, we could, I guess, force Dave, Dave Hughes or whatever to take us to a, an ATM and yeah. get his money that way. Uh, with the gun and the audience could follow us but really what you want is is comedians who have fat wallets and and fat sacks of cash walking around you know that's who you really want to rob yeah um i bet there'd be some little loopholes some legal loopholes as well you know how like you can like you can't smoke indoors but like you can in a play something like that like i think the fact (laughs) that this is like technically performance art of some description is like i feel like there'd be some kind of some kind of gap we could get through here Like where, um, exactly. Like, yeah, um, like us putting a knife to Dave Hughes and screaming at him for all his money was <laughs> technically part of what the show was. So that's what we, yeah, we, we got a moose head for that show. We got, yeah. <laughs> it gets should we up just, for it. Should we, should we just apply to the moose heads or whatever and just say we want to do a show where we rob comedians every night <laughs> and just because it's just so crazy it might work. We do like a real, like a wacky poster where we're like kind of shrugging and and we're wearing like a, <laughs> like a sort of criminal, like like a prisoner's stripey uniform with like a ball oh, and sure, chain like a convict type uniform thing. from like 1920 or whatever. Yeah. So they're like, oh, it's a wacky, fun, like imagine mm. if we did this kind of thing. And then we just do straight up do it every night. <laughs> as, as the audience comes into the theater, you and I are on stage sitting uh, in chairs, like muttering to each other, doing yeah. bumps of speed <laughs> off a key. <laughs> like polishing a knife and a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty into this, I got to say. <laughs> I feel like I mean, this can't go honestly, this can't go worse than other comedy shows I've done at the comedy festival. Oh, no, you know? definitely. <laughs> this will be like At least there's some there'll be some buzz around town, mostly from the police chatter, but there'll be some buzz. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right, 2022. Drusen Hing uh, robbing comedians on stage. Um, robbing comedians but... on stage or off. Could we do like, um, <laughs> like... Oh, like a walking tour of Melbourne where well, we go to comedians' houses and, ro- and burgle them? Or just like a show where it's like us uh, 
it's like a live podcast kind of environment, but it's us just recapping the different crimes we did that day. Oh, so we'll go, okay. you know, we can do our crimes uh, off mic and then we get like show up in the evening and fans of our crimes can come on. We're like, yeah, yeah, we had a good, good one this today. We hit that petrol station and, you know. I, I worry, Jack, that that would, that, that obviously, obviously content wise, great idea. I worry though that if we're just recounting our crimes on stage and people aren't paying to watch us do the crimes, we may lose that legal loophole you were talking about before. Yeah, that's a... And what we'd actually be doing is, if we're recording it each night, what we'd be doing is actually recording what is tantamount to a series of confessions. Um, which, in, in I don't mind telling you, in the legal world, that's, that's a tricky one to get out of. <laughs> um, I would love to fight it to the bitter end in court, though. Just having, like, <laughs> hours and hours of me specifically Testimony saying exactly when i did the crimes <laughs> like <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury i am representing myself and i am innocent <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, get back to these. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so in this, this one, this email, everyone loves a cupcake, we'll continue. Um so basically, he, he was talking about how the greatest joys are, are the regular hate mail he receives. Um, and he cut, gets to this bit where he goes, anyway, after watching... So he was basically... I think Wendy has gotten in touch with him, annoyed about him being annoyed at the, the industry. So in many ways, he's you know um, not dissimilar to us in yeah. that he hates his industry. Yeah. <laughs> He writes, anyway, after recently watching one of my competitors' market report videos and narrowly resisting the urge to throw my laptop off the balcony, oh, I thought boy. I should have a crack. But before that, I don't think you can call it a weekly market report if you just stand there and talk about your amazing sales. Would a better description be a weekly narcissistic check-in? Hmm, that title might need some work. So I think he's clearly like, he's trying to be funny. Um, yeah. And, he, and then he goes on to his, but, then, but he goes on to his, to his market report. The next I, one I want to bring to your attention. Oh, so you get just it. Yeah. quickly interject. Like I don't. It's so funny to be like aggressively calling out someone else. Is like what is this? Like a weekly narcissistic check in? It's like, what are you doing right now? Like what are you? <laughs> what is happening that you're doing? Like literally this second as you're typing this. Like. <laughs> okay, so if you go to the the one. Before that, which is dated September the 24th. So he sends, he sends these out every week. This one is entitled Someone Press Record. <gasps> is he starting a podcast? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I won't read out the whole thing, but basically he's, he's talking. You know, there's a bit. There's, I won't read out the whole thing, but there's a bit that goes. It's probably no surprise that I was uh, drawn to an industry that uh, just seems to set new records every day or even every minute. In fact, I would go as far as to say that we were all in record time for records being recorded in real estate. A bit of funny wordplay there. Very good. Um, 
Boy, oh boy, don't real estate agents love a record? Record for the street. Record, uh, record number for the street. Record number of buyers. Record time on market. Widest teeth record. Tightest pants record. Record number of Muppets. There's that word again, Muppet. <laughs> and this is where it gets to... Where it, this, I think this is what set off Wendy. He goes, that reminds me, the other Muppet indicator I forgot to mention last week. When an agent loses a listing to a competitor and then badmouths the property to buyers in the market. Mate, just because you couldn't sell it doesn't mean the property is the issue. So... He's now, so I th- I think this is the this this is the thing that must have annoyed Wendy. So he was talking about um, real estate agents who are obsessed with records, um, and how people can't sell things and they get annoyed and whatever else. She must have then gotten in touch uh, in the "Everyone Loves a Cupcake" episode of the email, yeah, and and said uh, that she doesn't like. The fact that he's calling them Muppets or something. Then he he so he wrote about that. Then then that's what made him send the email that was last man standing for anyone wondering what happened to myself and Wendy. It didn't work out. Is okay. So now we now know we can kind of contemplate that Wendy is a pro real estate industry reader of right. the email. Okay. So then I so I. Took screenshots of this because I thought it was really funny and just tweeted it out as a funny yeah, whatever. Yeah. I now direct you, Jack, to the the most recent email. Hunter becomes the hunted. Posted <laughs> October 15th. I love how you've structured at the correct order of... It's yeah. like a real... It's like this, this is a true crime podcast now. <laughs> yeah, it's got a real serial energy of like going through step by step, like giving you all the context. It's great. Okay. This is the most recent email. Dear Michael, oh, well, it was bound to happen. You, open brackets, me, send out a slightly risque newsletter once a week, and then one careens off the road, flips, rolls, and snowballs into the village below. Whilst I am grateful to those who reached out last week to express concerns about a recent breakup, folks, it was a joke. Sadly, (laughs) it flew over many people's heads and went viral. Lol. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's laugh out loud for our more mature readers. What is happening? With... Oh my god! Yep, I got lit up by the trolls on the internet, and there's now a whole army of they who must not be named. It seems the hunter has become the hunted. Wait, and when he says trolls on the internet, does he mean you, Michael Hing, for tweeting this stuff? Or I think so. I think I I did it, and then I think a few other people posted it. Like off the back of me, so I don't know. I, I don't know, but he, I, I think I was. The, I'm pretty sure I was the first person to tweet it because I saw my screenshots elsewhere as well. Right, um, and you you tweeted it before this latest email came. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he's referring to me, Michael Hing, as an internet troll. Again, all I did was literally share a an email that is publicly available on your website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, so I go, yeah. And also, I like how he, he goes, it seems the hunter has become the hunted in the email. I like when people use the title in the thing. Like, you know how in a movie, they'll be like, and that's why we're heading to a Star War or whatever. And you're yeah. like, that's why it's called Star Wars. You know, I love when they do it. It's always, it always says, oh, that's the title. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and when I'm in the cinema, I stand up and scream when that happens. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Come on, baby. <laughs> Woo. Uh. And then he and then he goes. Speaking of hunting, gears crunch as I attempt to segue back to real estate. It's been happy hunting out there for home buyers as stock levels have risen since Freedom Day or whatever. And it's like, mate, 
this is your newsletter. You don't have to talk about everything else. You could just talk about, the, again, the two-bedroom apartment I was inquiring about. That's what you could talk about. Yeah. Um, but I guess, you know, hey, now we're talking about him. Now there's a lot of buzz about him. You know, he's a he's, he's an alpha dog in the um, in the real estate world. And uh, more luck, I, I think all, all luck to him, um, you know. Yeah, if I, I could think... afford the if I could afford the properties he was selling, you know, I might engage with this psycho. Yeah, I do feel like there's such a growing, um, like, portion of the population that don't really like are, are pretty bored with like sort of most like mainstream entertainment options, but just really, really love just finding just weird psychos on the internet. Like, yeah, hundred percent. I, I feel like he's he's hitting the right niche here. Like, if he really leaned into this and. Like the his real estate newsletters just became this like aggressive list of enemies and stuff every time. I feel like that would eventually the just the weird internet people who love this shit would eventually mm. get to a place in their life where they do need to buy a home, and it's like, well, I'm I got to use this guy. Like I'm not gonna. Uh, Jack, you have a, a very good newsletter that people um, sign up to. Um, have you ever thought about going full psycho in your newsletter and just what? be because what what it currently is is sort of a list of like it's jokes and funny writing and humorous essays and stuff. Have you ever thought about um, converting it to being a, for example, a list of a list of your enemies and their addresses, just doxing people? <laughs> yeah, very. Um, yeah, well, I haven't done it in a while, just through lockdown, and I'd like I'm mm. starting it up again. But yeah, I would love to just get like. Um, it would almost be like I think the worst part of doing the newsletter that I've realized is that it is um, it is me and myself and my life where I feel like when there's something like a lockdown or whatever, I'm like, oh, I kind of don't really have anything mm. to write about. Where I would love to do a newsletter like... That could be a, like genuinely a really fun comedy project is just doing a newsletter as if I was some like crazy real estate, real estate agent. agent in Sydney <laughs> and they're just starting it off on this level of crazy but then just truly going off the rails and... Like just he like gets... a series of emails where you're planning, like you're planning some crimes, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, but sending just... that to your newsletter, he gets so like disillusioned with the property market that he just gives up on living in a house completely as a protest. Like he's just living in the swamps and just like <laughs> fighting for meat and stuff, but still keeping up this very professional newsletter every week. <laughs> but like <laughs> each week, he goes and gets more headshots taken. Yeah, uh, yeah. Over the, the over the series of emails, you see like a decline in his appearance. He's yeah, like he's slowly more, and... ever more covered in vines and <laughs> raggedy. Yeah, there's clearly at one point some of his uh, <laughs> one of his swamp enemies gets control of the newsletter, and there's like this <laughs> there's this completely different tone. The photos like all off, and then he <laughs> through some kind of like through some sort of ritual combat, he gets control of the email back. And <laughs> um, well, this is a real treat. This guy's awesome. Um, yeah, I um haven't unsubscribed from his from his email actually sorry i should say i unsubscribed from his email um and then i once i kind of followed it through i've resubscribed to his email uh listing and um it's kind of, I'll, I'll, there'll, there'll be occasional real estate updates on the podcast now if people are interested um because <laughs> i want to see the moment he snaps frankly um because it's coming for all of us really the snapping moment yeah where we've had enough um and i would love to see it for him i'd love to be there for him documenting his crimes that he eventually will do uh, <laughs> Do you think he'll become like a like a Joker type figure? 
Oh, sure. It, like a, a real estate the joker. The joker, but yeah, uh, the, yeah, the twisted prince of, um, the twisted clown of uh, comedy. Yeah. Uh, I, hmm, would you, if you turned up to a house inspection to for a rental or a property you want to buy or something, Jack, yeah. and the real estate agent was wearing an entire purple suit, green yeah. tie, <laughs> joker makeup, would you mention it? Or would you... <laughs> That's interesting because I feel like if I was showed up to a thing and uh, it was the real estate agent was like absolutely just a joker, it's like there's. I feel like the one obvious joke is it's like, yeah, like I'm like I'm a millennial. My options of buying a house are so nothing anyway that I just assume Mm. it's never going to happen. So if I could buy a house from the joker, I just would. Like I wouldn't. It's not like I would like shop around and try and find someone who wasn't the joker. I'd be like, yeah, this is crazy. I'm buying a house. Like, of course. Yeah. What are you? Clown Prince of Madness. Great. Can I, it's a normal house though. It's not like a joker clown house that I have. If I wouldn't live in like a, a haunted chaos joker mansion where there's like burning money and gasoline and stuff everywhere. But if I, if the joker could just sell me a regular house, I would absolutely take it. Oh, actually, speaking of um, a twisted house of, of puzzles and uh, a, a twisted house of, uh, yeah. of danger, <laughs> Hum and I went to see a house yesterday, or, or an apartment yesterday. Just We're, we're trying to move, and um, the house we saw, it had a, 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 it, the tenant or the owner had clearly erected an illegal wall inside the apartment that they hadn't told anyone about. And the reason we knew this is because there was a third room with these paper-thin walls Um uh, adjoining the living room yeah. and you could kind of like you almost the walls were so thin you could almost see through them right but they were plastered in and the reason we knew it was hastily erected was because if you look at the if you looked at the seal uh, the bit where the roof met the wall there were gaps where the smoke detectors and um fire sprinklers were still yeah, in yeah yeah so they just erected a wall directly beneath and inside and and across the fire extinct the fire the fire sprinklers, which would I think render the fire sprinkler kind of useless um, mm. if there was a fire. And so I was talking to the real estate agent about it, and I was like, "Hey, if we moved in here, could we could we get rid of this wall?" And she was like, "The problem is the wall is so tightly adjoining the fire sprinkler, and the way they're set off is by those mercury um, bubbles that, or sorry, those thermometer bubbles that burst and they set off the sprinkler." She was like. The wall is so tightly adjoining that that you wouldn't be able to take out the wall without setting off the fire sprinkler. Yeah. And because the fire sprinkler has been because the wall's been illegally erected, it's it's sort of impossible for you to 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 get them to turn off the fire sprinklers because then they'd know they'd ask why do you want us to turn off the fire sprinklers and you'd be like oh because there's an illegal wall on our house and then they'll kick you out of the building. Um, and so I was like, well, I don't want to move into this place <laughs> Jesus <then." Christ. laughs> because this seems dangerous and illegal. And they're like, anyway, <laughs> it's more money than you could ever afford. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, such an interesting, like, um, like they're fine with whoever it is that set up the illegal wall. Like doing mm. illegal shit in the place and messing it all up is fine. But it's like trying to fix it then it's like hey no snitching here we're not because no if you tell the strata they'll kick us all out i'm like yeah. well i i think that you shouldn't have that there because you, you will die in yeah. a fire <laughs> and then so will everyone else because it's an apartment building it's, it's so bad um 
Anyway, so um, house hunting's going great, Jack. It's going yeah. great. As you can see, I'm still joining you from uh, my sister's childhood bedroom, uh, which yeah. is our podcast studio. And, That's cool. Um, you know, yeah. Um, anyway, so um, so you got any? I mean, post lockdown, um, you got anything coming up? I guess you're gonna you you because pre lockdown you were gonna record your comedy special at Stupid Old Studios, and then obviously uh, the most recent Melbourne lockdown happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah, I definitely am hoping to uh, record this stand up special like as soon as I can. I don't really know like exactly what the rules are going to be, like when I can record it. So I don't have a date or anything. But um, yeah, I just want to do that um, asap. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of like vaguely figuring out uh, trying to move like overseas somewhere. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. That all seems very daunting and difficult to figure out. But uh. How yeah, many citizenships know. do you have? Um, well, I, three. Uh, I have a Canadian citizenship because I was born there, and yeah. I have a British citizenship because both my parents were born there. Well, so it's um, pretty looking pretty yeah, cool. You're very lucky. You're yeah, very flexible. But I will say, um, just looking at the news, um, and we have some listeners in the UK, um, and Ben has previously banned them from listening to the show because he. Yeah. Um, hates them because um, <laughs> he hates England specifically. Sorry, we had England specifically. Right. Scotland and Wales seem all right, it seems, but I don't, I'm not an expert. Um, Those guys would be uh, loving the people's Ben Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could be, you know how like the Wiggles have like international franchises? You could yeah, be. Yeah. <laughs> could be. <laughs> British Ben Jenkins. <laughs> They'll be like, who's Ben Jenkins? You're like, no, I'm British Ben Jenkins. It doesn't matter who Ben Jenkins is. I'm, it's me, I'm Ben just... Jenkins. But I tell you, you what, I love having a pint with Tyson Fury is what I do for fun. So look at me. But or, voting on um, Brexit, it, no specific way, but I'm voting. That's me. It's just are you trying to explain, you know, like a customs when you go in through through the airport and they yeah. ask you what your job is or whatever. And you're like trying to explain to the person at customs, I'm British Ben Jenkins. Yeah. I open with, well, you know, Ben Jenkins. They're like, no, it's like, well, okay. So I'm like him, but I have, so I have tolerate the, the British people. Have you seen the checkout? <laughs> um, uh, well, I was going to say, Jack, looking at the news, um, England seems like a failed state at this point. Um, food shortages. There's no gasoline. Um, so I would, if, hey, if you want my opinion and you haven't asked for it, I would, I would recommend Canada, which seems, frankly, going from strength to strength. But I don't, again, I don't follow the news. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I, I kind of don't know how. It's a weird one because I, f- I feel the same. I feel like uh, my view of the UK is it's sort of a, a terrifying uh, nightmare world, um, mm. but at the same time, it's a terrifying nightmare world where. I comedy actually, scene's pretty good. I know a lot of comedians, and I could probably just get booked pretty easily and do work without mm. without much um, uh, without a big transition period. Where Whereas I feel if like you moved to Canada, you you would have less comedy friends, but potentially the shelves at the supermarket wouldn't be empty because Canada voted to leave Canada or whatever. It would be like a wonderful paradise, but I'd, I would have to do more open mics or something. So yuck. <laughs> and in know? many ways, I mean, you know, open mics, as we all know, are, you know, that's the worst thing a person could ever do. Really, yeah. it's one. Of, it's one of it's it's one of the. Imagine, do you reckon in Guantanamo when they were yeah. torturing prisoners? Do you reckon <laughs> yes. they made them just do a five minute open mic <laughs> just to just to tell? All right, look, you can either tell us where the captives are being held, or you can do five minutes of material 
in front of these people who are just waiting to go on themselves. Uh. Yeah, yeah. People who just wanted to just to hang out at a bar and they didn't want to see comedy. They just want to talk to their friends. And then you just have to force your own jokes on them. Your thoughts. Your jokes on them. Um, you know the like the worst part about that as a as a joke, which is like like it, that there would be people like comedians who would hear about that and be like, I wonder if I could get on for that. Can I get like, on the Guantanamo gig? Could I? <laughs> like the desperation for stage stage time is so desperate. They'd be like, Can I get in on that? That's so funny. If I go down someone, to Guantanamo, yeah, someone hearing about the Guantanamo open mic and then um, like joining ISIS in order to get yeah. stage time. <laughs> Kid, you, you want to make it in this business, you got to do every gig. You every open mic, every club, every uh, secret prison, uh, every every illegal uh, torture facility. you got to get in there. Every black site. Every yeah. CIA black site. <laughs> you gotta, you got to get tortured in uh, facilities people don't even know exist. <laughs> and the thing is, if you, tell them, if you tell them where the secret plans are, They'll, they'll stop torturing you, yeah. which would mean no more stage time. So the important thing is you can never reveal where the plans are. You don't rat. You do every gig and you don't rat. That's how you get places. <laughs> you think I'd be where I am if I wasn't the plane every... <laughs> playing the gulags back in my day? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today, Jack. Yeah, um, man. So great to see thanks you. For, um, thanks for jumping in to be, I would say, t- not just British Ben Jenkins, but also today's Ben Jenkins. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's real great to chat to you and, um, you know, let us know which country you decide. I mean, if people want to get in touch with Jack and plead the case for either the UK or Canada in his, in, in, Le- in his Legitimately, DMs or, I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> at Jack Drews, you know, campaign for either Canada or the UK. Let's or whatever know. your country is as well. Like, I, I feel like my biggest fantasy would be uh, to be like the, you know, like someone like Arj Barker, who was never really mm. that successful in America, but he just mm. found just Australia. Was just, it was just like so... The comedy was here, yeah. here was just so yeah. nothing that he could just arrive and just be like top dog instantly and just sure. be this beloved. Like that's what so I want to go like a, a nation where comedy hasn't really popped off yet, uh-huh, and I can uh-huh. just swoop in and be this like beloved well, hero. Well, of I actually comedy. think um, because of your sort of uh, uh, ability to laugh at the horrors of the world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you could actually do well in a post-Soviet state that is deeply corrupt. Yeah. Sort of an Uzbekistan or a Kazakhstan sort of situation. You moving there and then becoming just a huge comedian there. And then, but all, but like, I can imagine you having to perform for the president every day or something. Yeah. And like, that's like Jack's gig. <laughs> it's like, there's some like colonel who like needs you to open his like daughter's 16th birthday or whatever. And yeah, you're like yeah. in like a ratty suit with a tie undone being like wearing a lampshade <laughs> as a hat. Being like, I say, I say, I say. Yeah. Of like, not even, um... <laughs> it's like not even close to comedy but i'm just like praising the president of that country or whatever like no <laughs> real like... go to a place where the only the only performing arts allowed is the is praising the president yeah like oh, doing... yeah. so what you want about the leader he is brave you gotta <laughs> his enemies do fear him you gotta you gotta admit it guys <laughs> and you get real famous and you're doing like 
the daily show but rather than you like taking down the president or whatever yeah. each day you're just like doing jokes about protesters and like democracy activists <laughs> like, yeah it's like i'm frustrated that my comedy doesn't travel well but it's only because like i'm like on the <laughs> the leader doesn't ex- hey yeah. you go across you go I'm on, like across montreal the just like, hey. for laughs <laughs> talking about how the king of uzbekistan <laughs> should be do you guys do you guys have the leader here do you guys have the leader <laughs> No? Okay. Back in my country, we have the... Sorry, it's not really my country. Back in yeah. the country I live in now, we have the leader. And he's great. Just he blues from the audience. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the head of the UN is like writing like writing reviews of your comedy. Yeah. Like the praising of the leader is deeply unethical. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible human rights record and everything. Like, you just got to get to know him. He's good. <laughs> He he does he 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 gives me drink tokens. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, well, look, if you live in uh, Canada, the UK, or again some post-Soviet state where with a deeply corrupt leader that Jack could praise, um, yeah. do get in touch with him on Twitter at Jack Drews. Um. Go watch his video. I, I was saying they're on Twitter. You post them on Twitter, but they're actually also on um. Yeah. If uh, you wanna... they're, they're links to YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know how to get any traction on youtube but yeah it's just jack drews as well on youtube if you want to check him out um mm-hmm. but uh because there's yeah. a bunch of your um stand-up on on, on, the, on that channel as well right there's a lot of old stand-up that i'm very embarrassed by that i'll hopefully replace but if you want to see me uh do stand-up like five years you ago or remember, a lot of the people who listen to this podcast um even though you might be embarrassed about it they were probably if it's from long enough ago they were probably listening to the drews and hing podcast back then so you know yeah, they'd probably love to see that. Um, In fact, they'd probably be furious you've changed. Yeah, <laughs> they'd be like, they'd be like, why isn't Jack talking more about barefoot running or whatever? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever <laughs> shit I was into back then. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, you can join our uh, Facebook page, a uh, Facebook group. Sorry, um, Free Real Good Home, a podcast about classifieds on Facebook, uh, where people post things. I've got a little Discord. Um, we're called The Hingdom, uh, where you can hang out and chat with other people. Um, you can find a link to that in either the Dragon Friends or the Free to a Good Home uh, podcast thing. Uh, follow us on Twitter at FTHGHpod. And uh, thank you again to Jack, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. If you like Pina Colada.